Get the right loan the first time with Bendigo Mortgage Brokers. We do all the shopping around for you and our home loan service is free. Contact Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. That's Glenn McMahon at Bendigo Mortgage Brokers in View Street, Bendigo. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. Welcome to the Country Footy Show on PD Footy, episode 23, season 2017. My name is Paul Daffy. I'm a Melbourne journalist who does local footy radio shows on uh, RSN, SEN, and a couple times in September for the ABC. And each week I also do this, my own personal project, PD Footy, where I have a bit more room to move. I let the uh, interviews breathe a bit, being an online product. Uh, and I certainly do that, that today with my guest, Josh Porter. Now, Josh is a Wangaratta key forward, uh, but he hasn't been a Wangaratta key forward for a while. In fact, he's missed nine weeks when he was studying in the States. And then he came back on the weekend and played a match-winning role as uh, the Magpies got up against Yarrawonga in the Ovens of Murray League uh, preliminary final. So I might give some details to uh, put you in the picture, those, especially those listeners who aren't from the Oven to Murray uh, listening area. Uh, since Wangaratta won the Premiership in 2008, uh, Albury have played in all eight grand finals. Uh, Albury and Yarrawonga played in six grand finals in a row. Then Albury and Lavington have played in the last two. Uh, Albury won the Premiership in 2009, 2010, 2011. Yarrawonga 2012, 2013, then Albury in 2014, 15 and 16. So Albury have won six grand finals from eight attempts in the past eight years. Uh, the final five after the home and away rounds this year, Albury on 68 points. They lost one game this year in round two. Wangaratta 56, Yarrawonga 48, Wodonga Raiders 48, Lavington 44. Outside the five, Wodonga 40, Myrtleford 32, North Albury 12, Wangaratta Rovers 12, and Corowa, rather Glen on zero. Uh, in the final, sorry, in the prelim last Sunday, Yarrawonga led by 10 points at three-quarter time, 10-10-70 to 8-12-60. Wangaratta then kicked 4-3 to one goal in the last quarter to get up, and Josh Porter kicked two of the Magpies' four goals. So he certainly did play a major role. Uh, Wangaratta ended up winning... Uh, by 11 points, 12-15-87 to 11-10-76 to set up this Saturday's grand final, Albury versus Wangaratta at Lavington. Uh, before we go, um, I might mention the Morris medal count. Uh, well, Yarrawonga's best player on Sunday was Mark Wiley, former GWS player. Uh, given the uh, size of you know, the interest in the prelim between Richmond and GWS on the weekend, uh, it's worth mentioning a former Richmond player who uh, also had a good few days in that Chris Hyde um, won the Morris medal. So after nine seasons with Albury, he's uh, finished runner-up twice, the Morris medal 2009-2011. He actually got up on Monday night to win his first. So uh, he had, I think Chris had seven seasons at Richmond, played 93 games, now nine seasons at Albury. And he's uh, been a great player through that time. And he's won the Morris medal on, uh, on Monday night. Uh, sorry, besides two, sorry, besides finishing second in Morris Middle, he's been best on ground in 2010-2013 grand finals. Now 35, he's the oldest winner of the Morris Medal since Robbie Walker won in 2003. Uh, Robbie, of course, the uh, Wangaratta Rovers champion, who won five Morris Medals. Many consider the greatest 
country football or Ivan Murray footballer certainly uh, player not to play AFL uh, he was kept winning medals until his mid-30s and so now Chris Hyde's won his first in his mid-30s on Saturday he'll be going for his seventh flag when Albury play Wangaratta uh, I'll be back speaking to Chris Porter about sorry Chris Porter I speak to Josh Porter partly about Josh's father Chris who was a Wangaratta Rovers player this is where my confusion comes in I'll be back speaking to Josh Porter about the uh, impending grand final and the lead-up to it after the break. Interchanger, the revolutionary app that's been built specifically for Australian football. For $100 per club, you can take all the guesswork out of managing your players' time on the ground. The Hawthorne and Bulldogs footy departments have used Interchanger in the past four grand finals. Contact Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. That's Murray Bird via interchanger.com.au. The Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. Hard to find, easy to love. Go to thestandardhotel.com.au for details. And welcome back to the Country Footy Show with thanks to Glenn McMahon from Bendigo Mortgage Brokers, Murray Bird from Interchanger and Paul O'Brien from the Standard Hotel in Fitzroy. My guest today is Josh Porter from the Wangaratta Football Club. Welcome, Josh. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Uh, now, Josh, I, I was reading the Bordemar website, flicking through the various country newspapers on the weekend when I noticed your story. Uh, written by Andrew Moyer, and it tickled my interest uh, that you hadn't played for nine weeks, and then I read that you were, and before playing in the preliminary final uh, on the weekend in the Ovens of Murray League, then I read why you hadn't played for nine weeks, and I, uh, my interest was further pricked. Can you tell the listeners why you hadn't played for Wangaratta for nine weeks, and then you did come back in the prelim, uh, who was it against, Yarrawonga? Uh, yeah, Yarrawonga. It had a, played a good hand in the in winning in winning that match and getting into the grand final against Albury this weekend. So why did you miss nine weeks, Josh? Um, yeah, so I got I got accepted into uh, study abroad for a semester um, over in the US. So um, I found out probably around late May, early June, um, and yeah, I decided to accept it, um, go off and. Um, start over there, so I travelled for a few weeks before my starting the um, the semester, and um, while I was over there, I was obviously paying close attention to what was happening back here, and um, the boys were playing some really good footy, um, and obviously translated through the finals, and then um, yeah, I was having a look through my syllabus and um, seeing if there was any possibility at all of coming back. Um, and yeah, there was lucky enough to be a small gap there, or a small window of opportunity to come back without um, missing any assessments. So um, yeah, it was probably very lucky, but uh, it was good to get back and um, play my role for the team and um, ma- make a grand final. So yeah, it worked out very well. Well, it's become almost yeah. commonplace to have flying players from Darwin these days. But uh, yeah. and that, that, was, that was considered quite exotic about ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, flying, flying from uh, from the states—that's another matter. So it sounds like yeah. you, you had no idea when you embarked on this season um, that you would that you were going to study in the states, but it's, it's just transpired. Um, yeah. Now it, it's significant that you actually apply for Wangaratta, which is your home club, because you'd spent. Uh, 
three years at Werribee in the VFL. So we might, before we build up to this weekend, just go, go through the backstory a bit. Um, I gather you're a Wang boy. You played in the Bush Rangers, hoping to get drafted. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen. So tell us about those early days. Um, yeah, so I've, I grew up in Wangaratta, um, went to school here. Um, yeah, so pretty much spent most of my life here. Um, played Bush Rangers. Um, yeah, uh, I think didn't got invited to the state combine when I was an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, missed out on the draft, so um, so I'd have a gap year. Um, I played played back here um, for Wang for a year, and then um, had a reasonable year. Then decided to try my hand at um, BFL footy down at Werribee. So um, when I was 19, I made the move to. Melbourne to play for Werribee and study. Okay. Um, just to, 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 just to even go back a bit further, your father Chris was a significant player in in Wang and his playing career. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So Chris played um, in three three flags for Wangaratta Rovers. So um, okay. And and his brother Noel, I think, played in a couple. So yeah. What what, year, Noel, what, what years did Chris and Noel play in those flags? <laughs> um, what I think run? it was. Yeah, it was the early 80s, from memory, or late 70s, early 80s. So I don't know exactly what year, but it was around that era when Rovers were pretty successful. Yeah, mate, it would have been so, the late, yeah. would have, they, they were very successful in the 70s, and again, then again in the late 80s. Yeah, so, so it might have been the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So these are some of the strongest country footy teams ever, those Wang Rovers teams. So he must have been, yeah. he must have been quite a player. What, what, sort of, what sort of player was Chris? Uh, he was a half-backman, sort of nuggety half-backman. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of no-fuss player, I think. He's a lot He's a lot smaller than I am. Um, he's about 5'10". I'm oh. about 6'5", so, yeah. Must be a bit of height on the mother's side. Player. A bit of height on the mother's yeah. side, or...? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, so there's a height difference, and you're a key forward, whereas Chris is a half-back, but also a club difference. I mean, it would have been, was it a big deal for a Rovers champ? To have a son um, and play for the Magpies, or did you ever play for the Rovers, or did you just start with the Magpies and, and then? Uh, well, I think I, I trained with both sides, and um, when I was about yeah six, 16, 17, and did you? Yeah. Um, I was weighing it up, and obviously my cousins Judd and Dane they've been playing at the Wayne Grader Magpies, um, so I think I had mates at both sides, so probably their influence probably made me go over to the Magpies. Um, and, and yeah, uh, Chris was um, fully supportive, but deep down he was probably a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, some some listeners might not know that, that the Ovens of Murray League has two Wangaratta clubs. There's Wangaratta and Wangaratta Rovers, and they're very strong arch rivals. As strong, the rivalry is as strong as any rivalry in, in country Victoria. But um, anyway, so you went to the Magpies. You, your cousin, you mean you mentioned your cousins? I mean, they're champions of the club themselves they played in those flags was it 2006 2007 around that era yeah uh, 708 yeah oh 708 yeah. is that right did they both play in those yeah they both played in there they were pretty uh yeah i think they were pretty young when they played in them but do you remember watching yeah. those did you watch those watch the club um yeah days? i saw the second one i was on a holiday for the first one actually but i yeah i remember seeing the 2008 one um yeah that was a it was a great game and um as youngsters we me and my friends used to like going to watch 
playing Brad and Magpies games. Did you? Did you go with a few mates? What did you? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, At the Mins yeah, Oval? Uh, did, did you have a favourite player in those days? Um, I don't know. I always enjoyed watching Luke Mullins play. Um, he was a family friend. Enjoyed watching him play. So I think he was probably one of my favourite players. And obviously Judd and Dane were pretty good. So, yeah, I enjoyed watching those blokes play. I saw Luke Mullins play once, ironically, for Rovers. He started at Rovers before he went down to... Hawthorne, I think it was originally, or Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood. Yeah. He read the he read the ball beautifully, beautifully off the pack. He was a fantastic player. He was just a cut yeah. from a different cloth, according to most. <laughs> some of his former AFL teammates, um, I know Tim, yeah, Bo- yeah. Tim Boyle rem- remember him very fondly because he was a he was a real individual. Yeah. Yeah. He just loved his music, and um, is he still around? Actually, is he still around Footy and Wang? Yeah, he's doing? still. Yeah, he's still he's still around Wang. Um, I catch up with it. With him every now and then, yeah, he's a he's a great he's a great man. So great character, it seems. Fun to be around, yeah. All right, now you so you played that year at um at Wang at eighteen. How'd you go as a key forward in the Evans Amara League at eighteen? Um, yeah, I went okay. Um, it was a bit of a learning curve um, playing senior footy in first year. So um, obviously, I still had a lot of learning to do, and um, I was playing under Mark Noble who. It was an assistant at the Bushy, so um, he had a bit of experience at sort of football at a high level. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I, it was a, probably a learning year, but um, I had a couple of good games. So, all right, what about what yeah. about Werribee? Who you went down? You were going down to Melbourne to study teaching at Sounds anyway. So yep. you decided to give uh, the VFL a crack. How'd you go? You were there three years, and, and you and you did make yep. an impression. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I went down to Werribee and sort of didn't have a whole heap of expectations, just wanted to play as many senior games as I could, and I think I ended up playing uh, 30, 36 or 37 games in the three years I was there. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty pretty proud of that. Um, I, learnt, I learnt a lot um, just about all aspects of footy, whether it's uh, like game sense stuff or eating or weights or... Just, yeah. You got invited. You got going invo- up against. Sorry, sorry go uh, Going up against um, full-time AFL players and preparing yourself for games. So yeah, that was that was really good. What 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 are some of the memorable tussles you had? Who 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 were some of the tough opponents you played against as a key forward? Um, ben Reid. I remember I played on him a couple of times actually. Um, the Collingwood Premiership yeah, player. Bit, yeah, he was very difficult. Um, actually, he's a Wayne. We he, he played for the Rovers himself, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's from Bright, so... Um, did he... Yeah. I know his father did, I think. Um, did you have a chat on the ground about footy and wing, or you didn't get to that stage? Um, not really, no. It wasn't... Didn't really have much of a chat, just little things, but... Um, no, I don't think he knew I was from Wang. I no. probably didn't want to... I didn't want to really... Not the time to bring it up. too much to him, because I was probably <laughs> a bit intimidated, so... <laughs> so he would have been difficult... I'm a very good player. He would have been difficult to play on. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's something you learnt playing on Ben Reid? Um, just constantly having to be proactive and move. Um, he likes to play in front and sit out. That's unusual these days, which, which I love it. Yeah. But, but it is unusual. So, so he sets he, the terms, um, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he kind of dictates. Uh, I learnt, yeah, I had, a, I had a shocker that day too. So, um, right. <laughs> I had to go back and think about, um, how to, how to, um, beat that sort of style of play. So, um, yeah, that was probably one. Big learning curve for me that day. Um, did you put those lessons? I played lessons, on him again. 
put those lessons the into practice. In the yeah. yeah, yeah, I tried to, but um, we were play. Our team was pretty ordinary that day, and we couldn't really um, get clean, clean ball into the forward line. So it was a bit of a dirty day. Okay. Um, no, nah, it was a good learning curve. And, All right. Any other memorable yeah. ga- memorable games for Warby? Some opponents? Um, might have been my first game for. Um, I'm a big Hawthorne supporter. Um, yeah, and my first game was against Box Hill Hawks, lining up on Ben Stratton. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> obviously, yeah, first game, I was very, very nervous that day, especially lining up with on him, and he's obviously, a, now he's a three-time premiership player, so, yeah. yeah, he was very good too. He's probably one of the hardest opponents I've had, along with Ben Reid, so, um, well, yeah, his closing speed's just exceptional. Yes, well, he has. He is. I mean, he plays on small players as well. He does have speed. Yeah. Did he yeah. run off you? Or did you? You left. Yeah, trying, yeah. Trying to does, chase him all the time. Or? Yeah. <laughs> Tried to um, chase him a bit, but no, that was uh, that was another good learning curve. I, I I felt like I held my own that day. So, um, oh, that's good. Good. Yeah. I mean, you you did get invited to a state draft combine, so you were <clears throat> you were under the eyes of AFL clubs. Did were you ever sounded out about? Did anyone send you out about um, drafting you? Yeah, I had a couple of um, clubs make contact with me. Um, obviously, there was no guarantees, but yeah, I had a couple of clubs that sounded me out in that, at the end of the 2015 season. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so obviously it didn't work out, but... Um, All right. Yeah. Why did you end your three, three years at Werribee and then you come back yep. to Wang this year? Why did you come back to Wang this year? Um, so I was, I, I'd put in the plan to place to go and study overseas. I really wanted to do that. That's something I always wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I, I applied and, um, I was, yeah, I knew I was probably likely to get it. So I, um, I, I just had an honest conversation with Johnny Lamont and said, I'll probably be going halfway through the season next year and it's probably not worth playing if you're only going to play for half a season. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I came back to Wang. Um, obviously, it was an easy decision with um, some of the boys, a lot of my mates playing there, and um, some good, really good up and coming young players, and um, a couple of old old Wang blokes returning there in the previous seasons. So, yeah, it made my decision a bit easier. Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, a, few, a few stars have aligned this season. I mean, they have got a great team together to make the grand final. So tell us about yep. that first half of the year playing for for the Magpies this year. Um, yeah, so I think in the practice games um, we were our form wasn't too great. Um, sort of just we had a few blokes not playing and stuff, and um, yeah, we we just weren't gelling together that well. But then we started the year really well um, in the first games, and we sort of built built momentum. I think there was a little patch in the middle there where we lost very winnable game to Raiders and that was probably a, and a very winnable game to Aubrey which we probably should have won um, to, due to errant kicking but mm. those were just minor minor hiccups um, yeah we've shown we could play some really consistent footy and um, stick out the close games and that really showed on the weekend um, just our ability to get over the line in the end there against Yarrawonga okay um, yeah alright well then <coughs> So you were, you did end up. So where, where did you study teaching in Melbourne? Sorry, uh, Victoria University in in Footscray. There is that? Yeah, in Footscray. Yeah. Is that the one? 
And you got into university in America to study teaching, like a postgrad, or what, what? What's the course? Yeah. So this is uh no, this is so I'm studying a bachelor of education, um, majoring in biology and minoring in history. So um, my degree is prep to twelve. Um, but I'm looking to teach secondary. Um, so I'm doing my biology, few my biology units and history units over in America. So. Okay. Um, so you, sorry, you yeah. did say at the start it was for a semester, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, semester. And, wait, biology and mining history. Minor, minor. So minor history. Minor, like a major biology, minor history. I see. Right. Yep. Yeah. I went to university. I wasn't very good at it, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so where where did you go? Where, tell us about going to university in America. Yeah. So. Um, I went to East Carolina University. It's kind of in, it's in North Carolina. I was going to um, say there's a North Carolina and South Carolina states. Where's East yeah. Carolina? Yeah, so it's uh it's it's not a state. It's just an area of North Carolina. So okay. it's uh it's sort of near the east coast, North Carolina. There, so yep. just about an hour and a half east of Raleigh. Because um, there's there's a university the triangle there, like Duke and Raleigh and yeah. Chapel yeah. Hill. Yeah, so it's it? about an hour and fifteen and an hour and a half east of that towards the coast so these are famous yeah, Michael fast. Jordan went to one of them I know yeah he went to UNC University yeah, of Carolina so is, is your university in more a rural area or how would you describe what, what's the town how would you describe it um, the town's a re, it's probably a rural a big rural town it's about 90,000 people yep. so it's uh, yeah it's a big it's a big enough town um, but it's still yeah there's a bit of um a rural area out that way. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very green. It's, um, a lot of gets higher rainfall. Um, yeah, it probably gets a few hurricanes a couple of times a year. So it's uh, it's on mm. that eastern seaboard where it's exposed to those tropical storms. Well, so what's the name of the town, Josh? Greenville. Greenville, North right? Carolina. Is it is it on the coast yep. or near the coast or? Uh, yeah, it's forty five minutes. East of the east of the coast, west of um, the coast. So, and what is it? Mountainous area? Is it farming nah, area? It's a, crops? It's or? all flat, sort of. Yeah, farming flat? area. Farming area. What are they? What are they farming that sort of area? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's. I'm not, I'm not too sure. I think it might be dairy farms or something like that because it gets a lot of rainfall. But what I'm hundred percent sure. And are you bound, like, what, what's the name of the, oh, you said Greenville, are you bound, like, you haven't got a car, I presume, like, do you, your life yeah, is pretty I contained? I don't have a car, no. no. So we, I stay on campus, um, yeah, I live on campus there in the dorm. So it's not as if you could whiz up to Washington or Philadelphia or something for a... Uh, my, my mate has a car, so, yeah, we could, yeah. We um we're planning a few trips on the weekend. So, will, yeah. will you go to an NFL game, for example, or an NBA game, or yeah, yeah, college, definitely. Um, college sport. I'm a big uh, I'm a big American sport fan, so um, you are. Right I'm on. a big Patriots fan, the NFL. So I'm hoping to get out up to Boston for a weekend, see uh, the Patriots play, and um, go to a few Washington Wizards game and games. And I've been to um, the East Carolina college game, football game. They get about. 55,000 at the stadium, so... In a town of 90,000, um, that's not bad. Yeah, so the football's pretty big, so... Your college football is huge there. So can you describe going to one of those games? Like, the they have parties in the car park for... Yeah, so there's a 
Um, tails particularly in the south, in the southern states, tailgate. They call it tailgating. Tailgate. Where everybody yep. um, sort of go gets to the ground beforehand and um, cooks cooks big barbecues and drinks a lot of beer and plays um, cornhole, which is this game where you throw bean bags into the this little circle. So um, yeah, it's pretty pretty popular um, amongst the, the southerners there, and it, or just in America, it's tailgating is very popular particularly college games so right. yeah they go wild over there for it so well, during the game they mean, in these games go for three and a half hours Do they go wild the entire game or are they weird lulls um, what's a game like no I wouldn't say the entire game there's a lot of stopping and starting um, just mainly when the plays when they're about to snap the ball or whatever they sort of particularly at the start of games if, if the team's getting um Flogged. I don't think they're, they're generally pretty quiet after that. But yeah, at the start of the games, the stadium's always buzzing. So yeah, it's good. It's a good experience to go to games there. Okay, how, how's East Carolina going? What 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 conference? There's always a conference. It seems. What conference do they yeah. play? In, and, and how they um, they're in the American Conference. I think they play teams like Virginia, Virginia Tech, um, yep. UConn, sort of those Eastern uh, East Coast teams. Um, they're not going too well this year. I think they got yeah they got rolled on the weekend by 50 or 60 against Virginia Tech, which are, I think they're ranked like number 15. So that's across yeah, the states. Yeah, they're not going too well this year. <laughs> what, what American football uniforms are great. What colours do they wear? Uh, purple and gold. So a bit of an interesting mix. Like the old greeter colours just out of Wangaratta. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, man, you're a big lad. 100, what, 195 centimetres or so? Yeah. If you're six five, and, and I gather you're not a skinny sort of fellow. Has anyone suggested to you you should try out for the team or play for the East Carolina um, yeah, Panthers? Yeah, a couple of people suggested I should try punting, but I'm not the biggest kick, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what position I'd play, but no, nah, I haven't really... Um, I haven't even really thought about that. I'm just over there just sort of... Enjoy, enjoy the experience. And, do, you, do you enjoy the um, university life? Like, is, yeah, it diff- it's, is it different it's university good. life in Melbourne? Yeah, very different. Um, obviously, school pride's a big thing over there. So uh, everybody's wearing the, the school colours or um, merchandise, like jerseys and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's a very big thing over there. Um, whereas Australia, it's probably people just sort of go to university, do their work and just get out. Whereas... Yeah, you, don't, you don't see too many VU windshooters in Melbourne or hoodies. No, nah, you don't. Don't at all. So unless it's a sale or something. But who are your best mates? Have you made some good mates from various parts through your course? Yeah, I've made. Um, my brother went to University of Missouri. He studied for a semester over there. So um, he had a couple of mates sort of throughout the country. So I, I, I met up with them a couple of weeks like throughout the country and. Um, I got to East Carolina and then when I got to the university um, I, yeah, I, there was a group of other international exchange students studying there so get along pretty well with them and sort of made some American friends as well so okay. yeah I've got a few mates over there well it sounds like fun I mean but then then I gather you had to get permission to come back to Australia so what you told the university yeah. officials look I want to go back and play in the Ovens and Murray League preliminary final and they, did, they didn't quite get it at first would that be right or not yeah, yeah. So I um just I just talked to my teachers and um saw if the you know I could get 
if it'd be all right if I just went for nine days at nine day period and they said yeah if you um if you want to catch up if you can keep up with the work and I think there was a test I did a couple of days earlier to go so um a couple of assignments so yeah I'd, as long as I um yeah kept up with the workload they were, they were happy for me to do it so did you try yeah. <laughs> we, I'm I'm trying to picture the puzzled faces of some of these uh, university officials. Yeah. Did you have to explain what country football was, or or did, um, they, did they ask? Yeah, I, I pretty I explained it like it was. Uh, I use the English football model, so I explained it. Um, it's probably third third league or third tier fourth yeah. league English football. Yeah, so third tier. So obviously AFL being the Premier League and probably VFL being the um, Championship. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best uh, analogy. I did that get through to them? Did, did, did you explain how yeah, important, so. how big it is in country towns, and like? Yeah, it, yeah, I explained. Yeah, I said it was a little bit like college football there, and um, well, that's probably not a bad comparison, actually. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it is it is yeah. important. Otherwise, you wouldn't be, you know, it means a lot here. Yeah, Otherwise, definitely. you wouldn't be flying across the world to come back and play. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've got another. I've got a couple of great mates on that side. Um, ben Spate, who I got from Werribee, he's, a, he's I'm pretty close with him, and obviously uh, Jard and Dane having the opportunity to play in the grand final with them. So, okay, um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty important to me. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't have come back. So you wouldn't have come back. Yeah. All right, well, tell us about what I mean. The preliminary finals on Sunday. When did you get home, and did you go try, straight to training, or what happened? Um, I got back on Friday morning, so we had training Thursday night, so I missed I miss training. Um, I got into, I obviously went from the airport to Wangaratta, um, pretty much went to bed after that, and on Saturday morning I got up and um, we had a little training session for a few boys, there was a couple of boys doing fitness tests and um, just a couple of boys having kicks, so I went down to that and had a probably a 45 minute run around and just sort of... Um, sort of did short, sharp, high-intensity stuff and mm. just to get a bit of touch back and obviously practiced golfing and stuff. And Yeah, I wasn't as bad as I thought I'd be. So, I was um, going to say, when there was the danger that someone would kick it to you and just <laughs> splash it all over yeah. your face or something, what, 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 yeah. what was your touch like? Did you have a footy in the States? Had you kept uh, I I did. I took a touch? footy, um, but I had no one to kick it with, really, so I was mainly kicking by myself. Um, not much fun. I, I, there was a couple of my mates who I tried to teach, but yeah, it's not really the same. But they were, they, were throwing it, they were throwing me the ball like a gridiron ball. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was, I was trying to. I was good at those kind of catches, but obviously on a drop punt, it's a little bit different. So. But you're playing in an intense final, then. How, how did you go when you actually. Were you always going to be in the team for a start? Like, was there. You wouldn't have come out unless you had a guarantee that. From the coast that you would get a game, I presume. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I was, I was probably uh, always going to be in the team, um, and I just explained to the coach that, um, yeah, I'd, I'd been keeping reasonably fit. Um, we had a obviously not match fit because you can't replicate matches, but um, I was going to to the student gym four, four or five times a week. So okay. um, yeah, I was still in all right shape and. Um, come back and uh, yeah, so that was a pretty intense, intense sort of final, and I did cramp up in the last quarter pretty badly. But um, well, you had a very yeah, big was... loss. Sorry, before that, who who is the coach? It sounds like he was very understanding. Uh, Dean Stone. 
Dean Stone, yeah. right? I mean, he's understanding because you don't get 195 centimetre key forwards uh, every day of the week, I suppose. But yeah, um, with the first time we have the ball, how how'd you go? Um, yeah, I was very nervous. Um, it was early on in the game too. I think it was probably the first shot we had on goal. So, um, and I missed it. But, um, but I, yeah, I sort of settled the nerves after that. Did you, did you take a mark to uh, have a shot at goal? Or? Yeah, I took a mark. It was sort of just a low, low pass um, to the side, and I was pretty happy I caught it actually. And yeah, you would have been. You got to convert, and um, yeah, I didn't quite just miss it. Well, did it did it take you a little while to adjust, or did you adjust through the game? Or how, how, um, tell us about the yeah. The, the it took, passage it probably, of the game. I, I would be honest. I'd probably say it took me a half to adjust. Um, yep. I think I had a couple of shots on goal that first quarter, but they were sort of lucky. Yeah. Little lead up shots where the ball got turned over early, um, or just outside the forward fifty, and just quick transition. So I think it, particularly with my contested marking, it did take me a bit to adjust to that just to read the ball and just a bit of body work just to get used to that again so yeah, yeah I would yeah I'd say it took about a half to adjust who, who was your opponent Yarwanga. did he make it hard for you uh I think it was Logan Morey for Yarrawonga he's, he's a very good player um I think he's Essendon VFL listed so yeah he's, he's a good player um yeah he did he did make it a little bit hard for me he sort of played in front of me a lot so mm-hmm. um well, yeah, sort of had to adjust that. Well, I gather you've kicked one one goal early, but then you've kicked two in the last, two vital goals in the last quarter because Wangaratt have defeated Yarrawonga by 11 points. That's not yeah. much, so these are two vital goals. Tell us about that last quarter. Um, yeah, so I sort of just... Um, I think I, they were both from contested marks and sort of okay. just read the, ball, read the ball probably a little bit better than my opponent and sort of... I don't know, I guess the marks just stuck. I was a bit surprised they both stuck. But, um, yeah, it was, it was good to get get up and about. And I think we were... Our last quarter was, was very good. Um, we I think we went down by nearly three goals early on that last quarter and have the ability to claw our way back into it and get on top. It just shows how far the group's come throughout the year. So no, was I good. didn't realise that. You were three goals down in the last quarter. I mean, that's quite, yeah, I think that's quite a fight back. 16 points, yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, we did really well to get back. Sounds like you played a good structural role too in that... Is it Joe Richards, the uh, 17-year-old, was just told to play at yeah. your feet? Yeah, young Joey. Um, and he's, uh, he's yeah, had a good... He's had a great game as well. Yeah, he, he had a great... He had a fantastic game. He was probably our best player. I reckon he was our best player. Just, um, yeah, he reads the ball so well. Um, and his crumbing ability is just second to none so um, he really provides another dimension to that forward line and his forward pressure is um, unbelievable so yeah we're really really lucky to have him that day because um, yeah he probably won us the game there so. okay he sounds he sounds exciting um, now we, so so this is a big game what was the reaction afterwards was it just keep a lid on or did everyone go berserk or what, what was the um, yeah sort of Stoney got a thin and straight after we won before we even sang the song and just sort of said yeah you know boys we've still got another week um, enjoy the win but you know tomorrow we start preparing for the grand final and um, yeah right. pretty much everybody was pretty pretty excited and um, the rooms you could barely move in the rooms there in the end but 
um, yeah, we all know that's just the first step. So. Well, you haven't played. Sure. Well, you said you want, as you said, you those two flags, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, but then that mm. Albury Yarrawonga dynasty kicked in. So you haven't played in a grand final since two thousand eight. Yeah. And, uh, it's actually shaping well. I mean, as you said earlier in the year, you pushed Albury, and if not for poor kicking, you could well have won that match. You've uh, pushed yeah. them to nine points in the second semi last week. Um. So everyone thinks Aubrey's unbeatable outside, probably outside Wangaratta. Everyone thinks Aubrey's unbeatable, but uh, it's not the case. I mean, they're not, they're not, it's certainly not dominating you. So how do you see the, uh, I mean, do you give the Magpies a chance on Sunday? Saturday it is actually this this year. Yeah, Saturday. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, we're obviously believe the big thing in footy and we've got to go into the game believing that we can beat, beat Aubrey and, and, um, We've shown that we can match it, definitely match it with them. So we just got to take that next step and um, sort of find a way to get over the line against them. Obviously, they've been a fantastic side for the last 10 years. And um, I think, I don't know how many grand finals they've won, probably the last 10, probably six of them. So, yeah, they're, they're a fantastic side and they've got some some of the best players in the comp. So, yeah, it's going to be a very difficult task. But I think... Um, out of those games that we've played, we can definitely take a lot out of them. Belief's the big thing that we probably could get out of those games. So Yeah, yeah I, mean, I imagine you have taken a lot of belief. Um, before I go, I can't remember an Ovens and Murray Grand Final being on a Saturday. But there seems to be this push back to Saturday uh, Grand Finals in country leagues. Why, why, yeah, I think, why are you playing I think, on Saturday? Uh, I heard on the news the other day or somewhere that it was the first one in 40 years. I'm not too sure. 40 years, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure the reasoning of that, but um, yeah, um, I'd I'd have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. not your responsibility. That's more mine. I think. Look, Bendigo, Ballarat, <laughs> Gippsland, Hamden, all on Saturday. The only re- remaining grand final on Sunday is the Golden Valley League this week. It's just a uh, okay. Yeah, and usually they play that later, don't they? Yeah, they do. They play it the day after yeah. the AFL Grand Final, although. Not the last couple of years. Anyway, we're off the topic, as uh, tends to happen during yeah. my interviews. We wander wander around a bit, as we have done, yeah. as we have done this week as well. But um, just before I go, how, how does a week from a for a player who's returned from university in America for nine days? Like, what do you, what do you do this week? I mean, you're training with the team, I gather, but you're not training all day every day. What are you doing? No, I'm so I'm mainly just um, catching up with people and doing homework. Um, Sort of, yeah, just probably Stop. what I'd be doing over there, um, yep. helping Dad out a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. just sort of little things, just catching up with people and helping Dad out. It's not doing what? Ah, uh, he's got a little project in the backyard, so he's a landscaper. So, okay. um, yeah, just helping him out a bit there. Very good. And when do you uh, when do you actually fly out? Is it like Sunday or? Uh, how, how uh, Sunday morning, yeah. So um, oh, really. Yeah, so it'll be a bit of a bit of a tough ask, to, but yeah, that's got to be done, I guess, and oh, got to get back for class on Monday. So yeah, Sunday morning I'll have to go. God, this might not be the most pleasant flight. It just depends how you treat yourself on Saturday yeah. night, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hope it's a uh, on a victorious note. I mean, that'd be huge if Wangaratta does get up and beats Aubrey. So 
good luck on uh, in the grand final on Saturday. Josh Porter, thanks very much for coming on PD Footy. I just want to ask listeners before we go, just to press subscribe if you're listening via iTunes and the interviews drop into your inbox without your without you doing anything each week. But uh, thanks again, Josh Porter, for coming on on PD Footy. Good luck on Saturday in the grand final, and good luck with your studies back in the states. Yeah, no worries, Paul. Thanks for having me. Cheers.